Natalia, the suffering of the Ukrainian people through the brutal Russian invasion and occupation is difficult to summarise in words, and it's hard to know where to start. Tell us briefly about your union and the workers you represent. Does it cover miners throughout Ukraine? And how large and powerful a union has it been historically? Uh, the independent unions of miners of Ukraine and Peru represent mine workers in coal, iron and uranium ore, non-ferrous metal, peat and energy. It has representation in the regions of Donetsk, Lugansk, Dnipropetrovsk, Kirovograd, Chernigiv, Zhytomyr, Rivne, Volyn, Ivano-Frankivsk and Lviv. A total membership as of January 1, 2022 of uh, for, uh, for 300,500 uh, people. Yes, uh, we have a minus union traditional that makes in Pegu the strongest union within the Confederation of Free Union of Ukraine. Uh, then Pegu organized more than 15% of workers in the mining sector and is now a strong union that fights for wage payment, wage increase and improvement workers' lives. Our organization organized protest actions and negotiations with employers and the government to protect miners' interests. Before uh, the full-scale invasion, we started to work in the direction of just transition and reform in the mining sector. But uh, the full-scale work started and the group cooperates with employers to ensure miners safety during the facilities and attacks, evacuate people and deliver humanitarian aid. The name of your union, Natalia, translates into English as the Independent Mine Workers Union. What is the meaning and significance behind that name? Is it independent in the sense of being separate and distinct from more conservative unions in Ukraine? Uh, we say that we are independent from employers and authorities and depends only on our members. In Ukraine, so-called independent union movement was established during the first minor strike in 1989-1990 during the Soviet Union time. New unions uh, were independent of the influence of Soviet authority and party. They fight uh, for workers' rights. After the union collapse, uh, the movement developed uh, in the independent Ukraine. The independent unions inherit uh, nothing from the Soviet Union trade union heritage. The independent unions of miners of Ukraine was officially established in uh, 1991 and later become an example for railroad workers, teachers, and medical workers. They organized their independent union that in 1998 formed the Confederation of Free Unions of Ukraine. Let's say, uh, let's say uh, that the most important level for us is the grassroots. Primary trade unions organizations are our stage. At the same time, we are representative uh, that is, we negotiate with the government at the national level and conduct industrial actions. There is so much to discuss in terms of the role of your union out of mine workers and their families in defending the Ukrainian people from Russian attack. I imagine there are all kinds of different ways in which miners and the union organisation have provided solidarity to the wider community at a time of such immense suffering. How many of your members, for instance, have joined, if not the Ukrainian army itself, then territorial defence units or volunteer battalions of various kinds? 
And has the union assisted in organising humanitarian relief, the distribution of medicine and food and so on? Uh, the group constantly provides assistance to hospitals that have been damaged or looted by Russian troops. We are grateful to our brother and sister from other trade unions and partners for their help in this. Also, our local mines organization in Donetsk and Dnipropetrovsk regions provides assistance to hospitals from baby food to equipment and generators. A local organization in Chervonograd, west of Ukraine, helps to internally displace people in the local shelter. Approximately 20% of our members are serving in the Ukrainian army. They fight for their minor cities, for Ukraine and for peace. And the group helps them and deliver end to the front lines. We have brave unions members who are defenders and volunteers. It's absolutely obvious to me that anyone and everyone of conscience in the world needs to support the Ukrainian people in their fight against Russian imperialism. But a lot of people on the left, and certainly this is true of the Australian left as much as anywhere else, are, let's say, confused about what position to take. What would you say to such people? Why should they support the Ukrainian people's right to defend themselves? Uh, The people of Ukraine are fighting for their freedom democracy and peace. We fight against Russian imperialism and its attempts to destroy countries and people who choose of democratic way. Please understand, Ukraine soldiers gave their lives not only for their land, but for a better future for the world. The war in Ukraine has had a devastating impact on people worldwide. It caused energy, economic, ecological and migrant crises worsening the situation with uh, inflation. In, in their mind, that uh, achievement is fighting food insecurity and climate change, as well as gender gaps and energy poverty. We should unite to end this uh, and ensure a better future for our children that defended today, defended today. In the middle of a war of occupation, it must be extremely difficult to navigate how you relate to the Zelensky government which is hardly a friend of the Ukrainian working class. Zelensky recently proposed labour laws, for instance, restricting the right to organise. How do you carry on your union work, the fight for workers' rights, in such oppressive conditions? Uh, Ukrainian trade unions are opposite to laws and draw laws that narrow workers and trade unions try to develop by the representatives of the major parliamentary party. Due to material law, trade unions are limited in tools and can't organize protest actions. We campaign against labor reform that is carried out without effective social dialogue. Moreover, we insist that significant change on legislation must be made within the consultation with social partners and a time when workers can have information about this dialogue. Now, workers don't have a proper, proper electricity supply to read or watch the news to follow these changes. Their uh, voice must be heard. Ukrainian trade unions continue to campaign and insist in the importance to make legislation in compliance with international labor standards, including directive, uh, directives of European Union. We believe that with global support, uh, we convenience our government uh, that workers' rights are important for an effective rebuilding process and sustainable development. There is a successful case of recovery after the COVID pandemic uh, that confirms this. Finally, Natalia, what would you say to our listeners who are, of course, upset and disturbed by what they're seeing unfold in your homeland? 
What can they do to help and what should they be doing to build solidarity so far away here in Australia? I want to thank you for your support and ask for help. Now, Ukrainian city, we don't have a stable electricity supply. Russia continues to attack energy in infrastructure objects in order to create a large-scale blackout and leave people without electricity, heat, gas, sewage, communication and the internet during the cold winter. We appreciate, we appreciate all kinds of support from our brothers and sisters from donation and humanitarian aid to spreading information about the war in Ukraine in their country. Now we need aid generators, power banks, medicine, food, warm clothes, sleeping bags, etc. Our refugees can back home now. Please help them. The people of Ukraine are fighting for their freedom democracy and peace. You can help us to survive and win.